Till I'm tiptoed you. Dot com. The podcast about pop culture, black history, and spirituality. Yeah. It's about to be a great vibe. Dr. Tip. Gonna take it away. Till I'm tiptoed you. Hey y'all, hey, thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell Em Tip Told You. It's your girl Tip. You know, um, I don't have to tell you that today's episode is going to be a little bit more serious than some of the others. This may sound more like the old Tell Em Tip Told You podcast. Um, And maybe that's what we need to do from now on. Anywho, I just want to talk to y'all a little bit today about what it means to be proactive versus reactive. I want to start with what's going on right now in this moment. Now, usually the podcast comes out on Monday, you know, with all that was going on, I just didn't have the headspace to record and edit and upload yesterday. So you're getting it on Tuesday. Now, interestingly to me, um, some people have designated some people I'm putting air quotes on that. I wish y'all could see my air quotes. I got to find an air quote sound. Um, Some people, air quotes, have um, designated today as Blackout Tuesday or Blackout Day, where those of us on social media are supposed to blackout our pages and just show people what it means to miss us. That's such a reactive, foolish effort. And the symbolism in it, although I can see some of the motivation, at when you distill it down to its roots, it's foolishness. But I understand why you want to do it. So I want to spend some time today just talking through some ideas about what it means to be proactive and reactive. Uh, let me explain to you why I think the blackout day idea is foolish. Just out, like the blackout financial day that's supposed to be coming, why they're not aligned That, again, is evidence of being reactive and not proactive. Um, And I want to just have an existential discussion about um, what it means to be free. Right. So let me just validate or try my best to appreciate the sentiment that many of you have around blacking out your social media posts today. I know that we're hurting. I know that we're frustrated. I know that we are angry. And I know that in a lot of ways, many of us feel powerless. And we don't like feeling like that. Because a lot of people who follow me and a lot of people that listen to the podcast, we're type A, right? So we like to be in control. We like to be, you know, aggressive, assertive. We like to run things. We like for people to be able to depend on us and to feel hopeless or to feel a lack of control in this moment is threatening our very sense of identity, right? So I understand why one would be moved to do something so easy and so accessible as to change your picture on social media to a black square today. I get that. I get it, y'all. And and probably in my younger days, I probably would have done it. But it's something about growing old, right, that you start not giving a fuck. Let me tell you something. The whole premise of that idea is to make people miss you. All right? 
pause the show, blackout that you want to get people to miss your presence. Let me get let you in on a secret. Real white supremacists don't want you anyway. They don't care. Do you think one day of you having a black picture on your social media feed does anything? Oh, come on, y'all. We got to think. And see, I've said this before. And again, I used to say it a lot on the old Tell Them Tip Told You podcast. Let me say it now because I haven't said it in a while. We have got to deal with this knee jerk. I got to do something immediately sentiment that is running rampant among our quote unquote culture thinkers or thought leaders or whatever you want to call these people, cultural critics, uh, influencers. I think that's, you know, whatever. We have to deal with their need to be quick on the draw and put something out immediately. Because often what happens when you're putting things out immediately and you have knee jerk reactions is that you have not done enough to one Really think about what it is you want to do, why you want to do it, and the consequences of your actions. And you've not thought about all the moving pieces. That's almost impossible to do with the 24-hour knee-jerk reaction, let's black out. Because see, here's what happened. Nobody explained to most people until after the damage was done that using the hashtag BLM or the hashtag Black Lives Matter and posting this bullshiggity black square was going to push useful, needful content to the bottom of social media feeds and replace it with literally nothing. So you got on the ground protesters, people in other countries. Okay, listen. It's important to have independent news sources. And in a lot of ways, social media has done that for us in some cases. When you are disrupting the normal flow of a hashtag, you may be unintentionally disrupting knowledge flow to other people that need it. You didn't think about that. You didn't because you didn't give yourself time to think about what are the implications of this behavior. And I get it. Like I said, I get it. You wanted to do something you wanted. It's easy to, to just take a screenshot of a black screen and just post. I understand. But go fix that. If you haven't already done so, if you have that black picture up and you got some hashtags on it, take the hashtags off at least. The damage is already done, but at least try to go back and fix it. All right. Do me that favor. But I want you to see how you are affecting things without thinking. We cannot continue to do that. That's why we are where we are. We have got to think strategically, clearly and deeply about things before we react to them. You know. Um, when Afrocentricity as a framework and a theoretical stance was first created by Malefi Asante, he took a lot of heat from the black bourgeoisie, from, um, Negropeans, <laughs> black Anglo-Saxons, even from, um, well-meaning diasporic black folk because they felt it was too centered in the U.S. I don't really have a problem with that critique. But just suffice it to say, a lot of people jumped on Afrocentricity as just, you know, foolishness. Well, here's the beauty of Afrocentricity and what I think a lot of people missed 
in their critique was that we have to be. This is what freedom is. All right. We have to be centered in our own cultural experiences. We have to be centered in our own cultural identities. When we are not, we are being distracted. Now, what does that have to do with this blackout day? Most of the language I am seeing about the blackout social media shit and the blackout financial stuff is about getting missing for one day. Why? To show someone else. Now, do you see the problem? If I am removing myself from one day, what I'm really asking you to do is to notice that you would miss me. You think them people don't think about what it would be like to be without you? They already thinking that you are not doing anything by trying to quote unquote prove to them that you have value. You need to be proven to your damn self that you have value. And that's the difference between being proactive and reactive. If your motivation is to thumb your nose in someone else's face, you are centering them in your own behavior. And that, my friend, is not freedom. Oh, I want to be a Baptist preacher and say it's tight, but it's right this morning. Listen, I want you all to stop thinking about other people and think about your own people. Instead of posting a black square, you could have posted a black business. Instead of posting a black square, you could have posted black social media accounts that teach people. Instead of posting a black square, you could have posted links to independent news sources. Instead of posting a black square, you could have posted um, information about scholarship opportunities to HBCUs. Instead of posting a black square, you could have posted about um, botany and growing vegetables and herbs. Instead of posting a black square, you could have posted about holistic health care. You understand what I'm saying here? See, one thing is about affecting other people. And the other things that I just mentioned are about affecting internal change. Now, I don't want you to feel bad if you got your black square up there. But what I'm saying to you is if you got your black square up there, go take the hashtag off. And number two, can we do better? Can we start posting useful content, content that is really going to affect change and start acting on that content? Because it's one thing to post about black businesses and then never touch it again. Right. I want us to live the change that we want to see. Is that, oh my God, I can't, oh, I'm so mad at myself. It's Toni Morrison, right? Toni Morrison that writes, um, yeah, because it's in um, Beloved, where she she has the line, oh, I'm going to murder it, but you understand what I'm saying, where claiming freedom is one thing, but claiming ownership over one's freed self is a quite another. Like, we're you want freedom. I get that. But you haven't figured out what it is going to be like to be free. And Lucille Clifton reminds us that you cannot have something that you can't imagine. And some of y'all can't imagine not having to prove to other people that you have value.
let me also say this, because again, I get the motivation. A lot of the motivation is coming from you want to do something. You can't figure out what to do. That was something quick and easy. Yes, I can do this. All right. It's some, uh, it shows other black people that I'm dedicated. It shows whomever else you're trying to prove it to that you dedicated. Okay. Tuesday going to be over. So some of y'all not even going to hear this till after Tuesday. Oh, that's fine. Here. I don't want you to feel like you got to be a hero. Because in order for us to be free, freedom has to manifest in your individual life. You cannot have political freedom until you have freedom of thought, um, clarity of thought, and time to think. If you want to do something to help your community, I want you to figure out what you, you, like I'm, I, I'm pointing at me. I don't know why oh, you can't see that. Me, Tiffany, what is Tiffany good at? Okay, Tiffany is good at writing. Tiffany is good at putting ideas together. Tiffany is good at creating lesson plans. Tiffany is good at, you know, etc. So I'm going to I'm gonna think about what it is I'm good at. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it for my people. So I'm good at lesson planning. Let me share some lesson plans with people on my email list for free. Tiffany is good at like this life coaching thing. So now that's why I do them on Fridays for free. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't have, you don't have to go out here. And I remember one time we had a professor at, at, um, at when I was working on my PhD, he was a visiting professor and he, the class was the history of black education. Black educational history was the name of it. Okay. So he's teaching black educational history and um, we were having a, a discussion in class and he says to us, I don't understand why if y'all are so militant, you're not out there in the streets burning tires. And we said to him, us disrupting this space, this white privileged R1, having conversations the way we have them, creating ideas and sharing them the way we do. That's how we burn tires. Everybody's not going to be in the street. Everybody shouldn't be in the street. Some of you not supposed to be in the street. Some of you supposed to be on that Zoom meeting um, with your funder getting more money to pour into the community. Some of you need to be at the Chamber of Commerce filling out some uh, some grant application so you can open up a, a, a grocery store in your neighborhood. Some of you need to just love on your babies a little bit harder. Right. So all of us have pieces. Some of us outside gardening. Listen. This is for another episode, but I got to say part of it today. There is a black people pay attention. There is a reason so many of us are now being drawn to growing things. I think I'll unpack that on the next episode, but let me just say there's something there here. Let's be that. Let that be an exercise in thinking. I want you to think about what I just said. There is a reason that so many of us in this moment are being drawn to grow things, house plants, garden, fruit trees, etc. There's a reason. Pay attention to it and do it. All right? So little things like that, that's how you get free because it's about turning inward. Now, I'm not saying that we ignore uh, police brutality. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is in our attempts to liberate ourselves from an oppressive police force, we got to figure out what the alternative looks like. And some of us haven't done that. Like, let me be completely honest and clear with you. 
I understand the idea of prison abolition. The reason, again, Lucille Clifton says you can't have something until you can imagine it, right? I can't. This is just Tiffany. I can't imagine what what it looks like to not have a need. Now, I know that there is evidence that, in, and Theophile Obenga writes about this, that in ancient Egypt, there is no evidence that there were jails, right? During a certain time period. Of course, when the Greeks come, that's a whole other story. But there is evidence that for a period of time, because they operated under the spiritual framework of my, that there may have not been incarceration as we understand it. Now, the question for me is, what does that look like? So if prison abolitionists are saying we don't need jails, we don't need cops, we don't. I, Tiffany, need to hear about what that might look like. And part of my work has to be to figure out for myself how I can imagine that so it can be so. That's more important than put the black square on social media. Me not letting this week go by without doing a podcast episode because of all that's going on is more important than putting a black square on social media. You filling out that job application in this moment might be more important than the time it took you to change your, your picture on social media to a black square. Hell, a phone call to your mama. A prayer at the Bovada. All that stuff would have been. Anyway, you understand what I'm saying? You don't. So when you're looking for things to do, they don't have to look like the images that Hollywood gives us about activism. Activism is not always in the streets, y'all. Activism sometimes is talking to a high school student about what school they're going to attend in the fall. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's what it means to turn inward. Y'all, now let me get to the existential stuff. I saved it to the end because, you know, if it's too deep for you, you can just cut this off now. Some of y'all pissed with me already, so bye. (laughs) Blackout day? Listen to those words. You know how I am about words. Blackout day? That's what we doing? We erasing black people. Understand that that's what we're fighting. Marginalization and silencing has been a tool of white supremacy since white supremacy existed. They want to relegate you to the margins. They don't want to give you attention. They don't want you to have a voice. And what are you doing today? Black out. You're shutting up. You're silencing. You're not sharing information. Who's winning, y'all? That's what I mean. You didn't think this through. And that's okay. Think through it now. So because you silence me or attempt to silence me, I'm going to silence myself. Oh, you really hurt them, y'all. Come on. Think. I don't ever want black people to be invisible. Ever. I don't ever want black people to be silenced ever. I don't ever want black people to stop dancing. I don't ever want black people to stop loving. I don't want black people to ever stop reading. I don't want any of that. And then, oh, y'all, please, please. What is your state of existence in this moment? A black square? Nothingness? All right. I think I'm done with that rant, I think. 
I'm sorry for anybody else who's going to catch me today because I'm on one. Listen, y'all. I love you. I love, oh, God knows I love you. But sometimes y'all make my teeth itch. Stop for just one moment. Just ask yourself what that black square is going to Okay, I said I was done, but let me say one more thing. <laughs> just one more thing. One day. One day. This is why I tell you all the time that the history holds the answers. You ain't got to make this shit up because whoever came up with Blackout Day made up some shit. Let me tell you something. You know, let me before I tell you that, let me say this. Part of me wants to believe that this was some kind of nefarious white supremacist um, trickery and that they tricked you into this. But, you know, I don't even th- I don't even want to give them that much credit. I just think we didn't think I think it ain't that deep. I think somebody just didn't think. Anyway, I tell you all the time that history holds the answers. And I, if you've ever taken a class with me about black education, if, if any of my former students are listening or any of my colleagues, you know, one of the things I tell you is that the U.S. public school system is very intentional about how it teaches black history. And it teaches it in such a way that you will never understand how to organize. All right. It is amazing to me. That so many of us know the so-called Rosa Parks story of her on the bus. And we know that it led to the Montgomery bus boycotts. But what you and your one day foolishness don't understand is that them Negroes for 381 days. Again, I want to do the Black Baptist Church thing. Y'all don't hear me. For 381 days. Negroes in the South. Listen. Do you know how hot it is in Montgomery? I just want you to, if some of us in the South, we understand. Do you know how hot it is? And you got to think about how black people dressed back then. They have no culottes, no capris. They had on hoses. I'm talking about, you know, hosiery, girdles, and, and polyester dresses, and shoes, and full face of makeup, and Murray's Dax oil in your hair, and pressed all... 381 days in that humid heat. Because it don't really never get that cold in the South. And even when it does get cold, it, it, it's cold, cold. 381 days, they didn't ride buses. Now, despite what Black Spider-Man will tell you, they did use black taxis. They did arrange for carpools. But what they didn't do was ride buses for 381 days. And because of that sacrifice, they fundamentally changed Jim Crow law. And you want a one day with a square to do something. Turn to the history, my people. Three. Eh, listen, I said it was going to be one more thing. Let me tell you something. See, one thing don't ever work. Let me tell you something. Okay. Y'all with these funky t-shirts talking about, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. I'm not your ancestors. I'm not my ancestors. You'll catch these. You can't do what your ancestors did. A lot of y'all with them t-shirts and hashtags can't do what your ancestors did. 
381 days and you want to change your picture from one day to a black square. Negro, please. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? You ain't your ancestors. You better sit down and ask them to come into you. You know, I have a class to teach you how. But you need them in this moment. Don't think you're better than them. Don't think your one day black square ever could measure up to 381 days. Don't ever think you could do what them people in them fields did. Don't ever think. Listen, you're out here thinking you better than your ancestors. You better be calling on them. Because let me tell you what they wouldn't have done. They wouldn't have fallen for no foolishness with no hashtag pushing down relevant content for a black square. They wouldn't have fell for that. You know why? Because they organized. They had face-to-face conversations. They pushed each other on ideas. Some of y'all won't share information with other people because you know they're going to critique it. And that's why your ass can't get no better. Let Okay, now it's time for me to really be gone. All right, I thank y'all for tuning in for another edition of Tell Them To Told You. It sounds like the old Tell Them To Told You is back. I ain't mad at that, and if you are, I'm sorry. If you have a question, comment, or complaint, you may send it to Dr. Tip at TellThemToToldYou.com. I want you to go out there, shop black, be black, walk black, talk black, think black. All right? All right, y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. Tell Them To Told You. And despite all my rants, despite all the fussing, I love y'all. I really, really do. Take care.